0: South Carolina.
1: Gentlemen, start your ridden
2: well well, good morning again a bright pretty saturday morning out there once again we've got uh, perry allen wood is on a sabbatical He's, he's down at university of south carolina for parents day with his daughter and that's a good thing. That is a good thing. Got Greg back in the studio after his two weeks of Galabenton. Yeah, that's Alan. Good, that's, Alan Hill's that's, that's, with us here this morning. Go ahead, Greg. Well, that's a good thing. But I tell you what, we, we had some
3: uh, those two interesting, very interesting trips. Yeah, uh, done a lot for racing. Got to see a lot of people. Kind of tiring on me,
2: but uh, uh, it I understand was worth, that. Well, it, listen, before we go any further, we've got a. a, a Phone call in here, a friend of the show, Ernie Smith. Ernie, what's up with you this morning? Sitting up here at Knoxville Dragway in beautiful Knoxville,
4: Tennessee. was getting ready to tune in on the Internet. Thought I'd call and say good morning to you fellas. Well, good morning. We didn't know you were out of state this morning. Yeah, we're up here in Knoxville with about 88 of us. Largest field of gasters we've ever had at one of our shows. And like I say, we got the old wings center party heat in there.
3: Spartanburg car rated to do battle with them. Well, Ernie, I, pre- I, I tell you, I know you're doing good and everything, and uh, that kind of turnout is really super-duper good.
4: It, it, it's the largest feel we've ever had. I tell you what, this nostalgia stuff, the old school racing, is just growing leaps and bounds. I mean, we were just had testing up here last night, and I think there was probably five or 600 fans up here last night just watching us test
3: that's awesome <clears throat> yeah really is really is ernie how's everything been going if you had a chance to run a test pass or something with the car or?
4: we made one little test pass last night uh real slick racetrack we spun a lot coming off the starting line but once we i pedaled it one time and got it hooked up I, I believe we may have something for them today that's i mean good. The car felt really good and strong when we uh once we got it in second gear, got it to quit spinning, we felt really good and uh, made a big mile an hour pass. But so I think on Ford Motor here, the old Chevy twos butt hurts our
2: feelings today. <laughs> That'll be good. And listen, we want you to call us next week so you can uh, let us know how that goes up there because with with that kind of turnout, it, it's going to be a dog fight. Oh, it's going to be a war! I think
4: just in big ass what I run, there's 29 cars signed in. So, yeah, we're going to have a war up here in the mountains, Tennessee, today. Anybody's listening on the Internet up here around the Knoxville area, we'll start qualifying at 3 o'clock. They need to be here and see it live. That
2: would be cool. And listen, if you're in Spartanburg and you hear this, you still got plenty of time to, to get got, up to Knoxville. Got time to make Knoxville. The three-hour ride up here is beautiful up here in the mountains this
4: morning. You can make it up here.
5: Well, Ernie, it sounds like Ernie. Uh, uh, it sounds like you've got a little uh, pep in your talk this morning. It sounds like you're 20 years old again. I'm
4: I'm feeling good. I mean, we finally got you know fought this motor. Well, Greg knows because he's been helping me some for the last two or three months, and we're finally getting a handle on things. I mean, you know, I'm still decent in points so I've been all year, <laughs> but this weekend, first time in a long time, I'm feeling good about what I got. I, I know I've come up here with something. I think is capable of winning the race up here.
5: Well, that's good. wish you luck.
4: Well, I appreciate it. But, like, guys, I say, I know y'all got your show to do. I just want to call in and tell everybody good morning. Tell you, I'm about to flip over to the internet here where I can listen to it live. I hope you guys have a good
3: day. Yeah. I appreciate you calling. And, uh, matter of fact, I saw, uh, one of our buddies, Engine Building buddies, uh, last weekend. And, uh, Yep.
4: Fred told me he saw you down there. Yeah, actually,
3: yeah Fred, that, that I,
4: I talked to him I talked to him thirsty, uh we're gonna get together in the off season. He thinks he may have a little few tips and tricks on this Ford motor that you know, I'm still learning this Ford stuff, but he's a uh, think Fred's gonna help me out a little in the off season here and kinda get me up to speed on this thing.
3: Yeah, I told him, I said, I said, you know, we we need all the help we can get and uh, uh you know, he does do some rag racing and you know a lot about it and I know a lot about the NASCAR type stuff, but uh, maybe you don't, you probably don't need no help this weekend. You just need some traction.
4: Uh, that's what I'm hoping, and like I say, you know, I want to thank you and the radio show, and, you know, people like Fred. If it wasn't for, you know, a little guy like me, low-budget teams, and people willing to help a local boy out, I could never do it, and I would never thank all y'all enough. I really appreciate it.
3: Oh, yeah. We, we appreciate what you do for, for local motorsports and everything, and we support it any way we can.
2: All right, Is is great to talk to you. this morning. Appreciate it. It's good to talk to you, too. And, and seriously, give us a call next week. Let us know how everything went. And folks, if you've never seen these uh, gasser dragsters run, it is a real treat. If, if you can't go to Knoxville today, find out when they're going to be in the area and go see them. Yeah.
4: November 2nd, Shadyside Dragway, Shelby, North
2: Carolina. And that's an easy drive from anywhere in our listening office, audience. So, yes, sir. Ernie, Ernie, we'll talk to you next week, and good luck tonight. All
4: right.
2: Thank you. Y'all have a good evening. That was Ernie Smith. He's a local dragster owner and does a really good job with it. And he, Like I said, he's a friend of the show. He comes on a lot, and we do. We hope him a lot of luck. Now, Greg, back to to talking about your last two weeks. Tell us about these events you went to. Well, the initial event, which
3: was the week weekend before last, we went up to Mount Erie, which people tend to get a little bit confused. Uh, the Mayberry, you know, and, and Andy Griffith was actually filmed in California, right. But Andy Griffin was born in Mount Airy, and that's where they kind of come out with Mount Pilot Pilot and stuff like that. And they had the town kind of themed like that, like that, it ain't bees, kitchen and... Yeah, different
2: things. They really embraced the, the Andy Griffiths Mayberry culture yeah. in Mount Airy, North
3: yeah. Carolina. The, the legend of Andy Griffith up there. And it, it, it was a very neat thing. It was very well organized. And this was the first time that they did it. And we got up that morning and of course Nelson Crozier went up there with us and right. it was raining. And me and Perry turned on the radar. This fort even got daylight. Like old Lord. What, what, you know, And we didn't know exactly if they was going to have us, you know, indoors or outdoors. But about the time we had that way, the rain quit, and it stayed cool, and just a little bit of an overcast, and uh-huh. you couldn't ask for a perfect day. And there was people, cars, everything, crawling all over the, the place. And they had us a real nice um, uh, substructure, or, or whatever you want to call it, like, an overhang, you know, the, the, they had us in the dry. That's a good thing. And out of the sun, and, and there was a ton of people there. There was a ton of people. I saw some people I hadn't seen racing in a long time. Some of them that go do these events a lot of the time. But uh, I think
2: they had enough success with it that this thing would go over again. That's great. And listen, you followed that up with last week you and Perry went to Augusta? Yeah, went down to Augusta. We, we were supposed to went down there about
3: the past couple
2: of years. It got hurricaned out last year,
3: I believe. It got hurricaned out last year. And the year before that, we were scheduled to go. And something happened up there at work with Perry or something. And he had to show up at work where he thought he had off. And um, I said, well, heck, we we'll just forget that. But they've got a good event. But they don't publicize it quite good enough. The amazing thing about that deal is the remnants of the, uh, I mean, Harvey Tollison does a wonderful job with that thing. And, and the people to help him with it. But it's
2: the amazement of the racetrack. Still parts of the road course down there, you were telling me.
3: Yeah, and they give you the impression that hardly none of it exists. Uh, much, but 90% of it's still there. You see the banks in the corner, me and Perry took the Mustang and went around there because of the guy showed us how to do it, and that's a three-mile road course. It was a high powered, I mean, but like Rex White said, they weren't really ready to run that race It's the time they ran it. It was it wasn't ready yet. If it waited another month or or whatever or, or, but you you bumped into the, the things like that that time when NASCAR was trying to think said races, people were trying to put stuff up but that would have been a heck of a road course from the angle of the turn that I was looking at me and Perry was writing stuff down and looking how it went this way and that way it would have been um, it would have been a good show yeah, You know, now with the soft wall, you know, if they just just, right. if it had just evolved. Now, did you
2: have a good crowd down there last week? They had a pretty good crowd here uh, for
3: the banquet and a pretty good crowd up to about 10 o'clock. But there was another event that was going on in town and I don't know if it was like the Greek Festival or, or, or the equivalent of it or right. something. And that took away from the crowd or whatever, but it uh, we come away satisfied with what we saw, and uh, they 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 had uh, start the engines on the back cover of of the brochure that they, they put out. A lot of people bought, cool. and we did have people come by and they they bought books and and different things. But uh, I think the biggest thing with their, their, their crowd deal was they had announced their deal first and somebody else announced another deal after. But it still wasn't that bad. But It was it was worth the trip and we'll go back next year. Just, they do a good
2: job with it. Very good. And Alan, if, if memory serves me correctly, when I last saw you last Saturday, you were headed out to pick up a ribeye.
5: Oh yeah. It was extra good too. <laughs> then went back and sat and watched the race and uh, kind of liked it, but, uh, not this weekend. We're going to Travers Rest this weekend was over our last night. Okay, how was that last night? Uh, we qualified outside poles, so we got locked into the main event right there right oh, off the great. Bat. Yep, and uh, they had run heat races a little bit later on that night, and uh, but we loaded up and come on back to the house and got up early this morning, got it. It's sitting on the scales right now, and uh, hopefully we'll have a good night tonight.
3: I'm sure you will. When y'all go to run, y'all go to run. Well,
5: that's... Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, I left I left a garage while ago, and the uh, driver was still in there with the race car, Greg. Have you ever left a driver alone with the race car and hit on the scales?
3: The only time I can ever remember doing that <laughs> was we let uh, Bailey Wade come to work for us at the first of 64 after we lost Weatherly. He'd been rookie of the year with Cotton. And Daddy said, "What are you doing with your work clothes on?" He said, well, "It's time to go to work." Daddy said, "You ain't got to go to work. You're the driver." Well, I got to do something. <laughs> so what they let him do as far as the seat and all the yeah. steering and everything, he 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 fooled with that. Now, don't get me wrong; he'd he, he done a few things if he wanted to, but he wasn't under pressure of it. But. uh We'd leave him alone there and let him adjust his seat. And I can remember going in there and he had a little fan that was blowing some air on his legs and and some things. But uh, that's about the only time I remember it. Most of them, they get paid too much to worry about stuff like that.
5: Well, that's just it. I don't pay my driver. (laughs) That's a good thing. That's a good thing. That well, is a real hey, good thing. Well, hey. let me let me ask you this. You said
2: that you, you they were doing the qualifying last night. Is that kind of unusual for the local tracks around here to qualify one night for the race the next night?
5: Uh, no, not whenever we call this a big race. This is the Robert Bradley Memorial Race. And uh, a lot of times they'll bring us in there on Friday night, let us pre-qualify, stuff like that. Then come main event night the next night. And don't get me wrong, we're having to put up with these high school football games now. And, oh, uh, yeah. So, uh, don't get me wrong, it being a big special race, you know, he's got to do something, kind of, didn't pay nothing out last night, but took a lot in. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and listen, uh, we got another friend of the show on the
2: telephone, we're gonna see what's on his mind this morning, Roll Tide Terry. What's going on, T? Hey, guys, I just wondering did y'all ever figured
1: out if Augusta was the first road course for NASCAR, and tell Greg and him I was down there when they run that race. And second of all, have you seen the deal where the motors blowed up in the truck race, and the four top contenders got put out of the race? No and now they want nascar they want NASCAR to come back some about whoever they bought their motors from uh the weather and whatever messed them up, and it knocked them out of the playoffs, but now they want NASCAR to put them back in the playoffs. Ask uh, Nelson after a while. Yeah, we'll If he that.
3: knows anything about that, yeah, we we'll have to ask Nelson about that. As far as Augusta being one of the first road courses, I'm not quite sure. I don't think it is because we ran Watkins Glen as far back as the mid 50s. Uh, okay, and, and there was only one road course race actually run, which was in 1963 with the stock cars, and they also had run a um, SCC race. And matter of fact, they actually had, this is what's amazing, they actually had Jim Hall with the chaparral and stuff actually go around this road course. Uh Uh-huh. The biggest thing wrong with Augusta uh, International Raceway as far as the road course was they didn't quite get it finished in time to start doing stuff. Right. But uh, it would have been a diamond in the rough or a, or however you want to put it, it would have been a very good uh, sanction racetrack for NASCAR to run on, but they, right. only, they only ran one time.
1: Right. And as far as Little Joe Weatherly, he he came to between a between Aiken and New Ellerton, It was a place called Moss Trophy Room, and Little Joe used to come in down there. And all his she had all his trophies and stuff there in her her place. My daddy worked at fiberglass and uh they used to all meet down there doing the races and stuff like that. Yeah. uh uh there's something else I was gonna say, but yeah. Uh yeah oh yeah, y'all was on Facebook this past week. On, uh, for y'all done, Greg done a book and they had y'all's picture on it and all. And I told them to listen to y'all on the radio 98.3. Cool. About y'all's racing show and stuff. I
6: don't
1: know what happened this morning. I called the guys in this morning. Radio station was completely off. I couldn't, all I had was a bunch of static on the radio.
2: Not sure what happened this morning. I though.
1: don't either, but y'all y'all coming in plain. I can hear y'all now, but that the first three hours, I couldn't hear nothing. It, it, everybody was blending
2: in and stuff. Okay, well, I hate that because the, the parts of the show I listened to on my way in, it, it was on the air, so I must have missed that oh. part of it. i tell we, uh, we've got to take a break. All right, y'all but, uh, take care Thanks, right, guys. you for life. calling. Appreciate Terry calling in. And we, we do need to take our first break. So we're going to go away, take listen to these messages, and we will be back in just a couple of minutes. Want to talk
0: racing with the guys? Call the Sign Force hotline now at 864-468-1400. Start Your Engine returns in a moment on Fox Sports 1400 and 98.3 FM.
7: When John B. White Sr. opened the Beacon Drive-In in in 1946, he probably couldn't have imagined email, the internet, or heck, even Morgan Square having a fountain. But I'll bet you Mr. White always envisioned the Beacon offering great food and tremendous service. And now, 70 years later, that tradition continues. You can't count on everything, but Spartanburg has always counted on the Beacon Drive-In for 70 years. That's decades of plenty. The Beacon, where the food is always... Is good since 1946.
8: Now say this out loud as
0: you're driving around in your car. Fox Sports 1400 has Dan Patrick and Colin Cowherd. Dan Patrick at 9, Colin Cowherd at noon. You hit the nail on the
6: head. This
0: is Spartanburg's Fox Sports 1400. Now on FM at 98.3.
9: Every now and then, we need to get away and relax. And there's no better way than spending time at the lake. Watery Lake RV Park and Marina in Liberty Hill, South Carolina, is the perfect place to decompress. At Watery Lake RV, enjoy full hookups, a bathhouse, bar and grill, and a boat ramp marina with ethanol-free gas. Hookups available on nightly, weekly or or monthly. Watery Lake RV Park and Marina in Liberty Hill, where families get away. Mention Fox Sports 1400 and get 5% off your stay up to 3 days. Call
10: 803-273-3013. Trucks! Trucks, trucks! We, we want, want trucks. trucks! If trucks are what you want, Greer Nissan is where you need to be. Nissan Truck Month is on. Trucks! Trucks! trucks we we want trucks. trucks! Get rock bottom prices and payments on hundreds of new Nissans like the Nissan Titan. Drive for two eighty nine dollars a month or save up to $10,845 of MSRP. Trucks, trucks, we we want want trucks. trucks. Or the Nissan Frontier. Just $21,999. Or drive for $230 a month. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% APR for 72 months. For the truck you want at the price you need. Trucks, trucks, we 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 want trucks. Hurry to career Nissan today. Drive the Nissan Titan for $289 a month. Drive the Nissan Frontier for $230 a month. Trucks, trucks, we we want trucks. trucks. Low prices, big selection, and committed to quality Quality customer service on Wade Hampton Boulevard or online at GreerNissan.com. Call 864-479-1197
11: for more details. F45 Training, the world's fastest-growing fitness network, has now made its way to Rova. This new fitness studio brings a new style of training to the area and is open to all fitness levels. F45 Training is a global fitness training community specializing in group workouts, which are fast, fun, and proven to get rapid results. F45 offers members an unlimited array of training programs designed to unify the muscle groups and make you look, move, and perform better in all aspects of your life. Find them on Facebook or Instagram and sign up for your free week now. F45, functional fitness training, located at 4795 South Church Street in Rova, or call at 864-810-4528. Are you sick of all the cookie cutter, boring barber shops? If so, you need to visit the Ironspur Barber Company in Hillcrest Shopping Center. At the Ironspur Barber Company, professionalism and customer service is their top priority. Owner AJ West makes sure that every customer gets exactly the haircut they want when they sit in his chair. So if you want to get your hair cut like you like it and in a fun, man cave like environment, then give AJ a call at 864-466-5289. The Ironspur Barber Company offers military and first responder discounts, and everyone is always welcome, even Clemson fans. First time visitors mention this ad and get $5 off. Call for an appointment today at 466-5289.
0: The Fox Sports 1400 app is the best way to keep up with Spartanburg Sports C. Download it now by searching Fox Sports 1400 either at the Apple Store or via Google Play. <laughs>
5: Bit more racing here. We got a special guest coming on here in just a minute, uh, Jerry Mason. Yes, a very special guest,
2: owner of Mason's Hot Rods. And Jerry, how are you doing this morning?
12: Doing great.
2: Doing well, great. Well, Jerry, what else? What else been going
3: on? I mean, um, with all the we've had, kind of some crazy stuff going on in NASCAR and. Uh, I know you didn't have your car show last year, even though everybody still wants to have it. But um, what's all perception of a lot of things, uh, it, it, as far as this? You know, I'm I'm an outside looking in too now, and uh, like with Charlotte with this this roval, you know, I, I you know we always like road courses because you know we ran the Trans Am stuff right. and he's part of that, but. Uh, I don't know. That's, that's what's your perception on
12: it? My perspective is now that they they not changed so many rules and all that mess. That the, the, race, the style of racing now it's more politics, and it's sad to say, but Toyota has took over everything. And you get down to a real race car. It was back in the days when we raced, and you had a, you had horsepower and you had a driver and they've changed bodies, they've changed everything on it. Now, I don't agree with all that, which ain't nothing out of my pocket, but I believe they're they're going the wrong way.
3: Yeah, no, no doubt about that. I've even heard the rumor of them going to a, a, a generic chassis.
12: I heard that, too. That they're going to be one chassis for all the cars.
3: And supposedly yeah. it's coming from Italy, and it's Delara, or whatever it does uh, all the IndyCar chassis. Yeah.
12: And you know as well as I know what's going to follow
3: that. They're going to have one motor for us over with, and that's what they're after. And every time they do
12: that, once you— Look at the stands now. There's nobody in them no more.
3: There ain't nobody, Jerry. There really is the sun. It's unreal. And, uh, you know, they should have learned years ago. If you remember, with the Sprint cars, they were going to try to control the cost a little bit, so it went to a Curtis chassis. That's true. And they thought that was going to do it, but within two years, the series was dead because it took out the um, creativity of the mechanics and some different things of doing their own stuff. Uh, NASCAR had, had indicated to us and a lot of people, they were going to try to get back to the roots of racing and what made them good and uh, what people appreciate. But they're not doing it. They're going so far out of other way that it's unbelievable.
5: Alan, what do you think about that? Well, I wish they'd kind of bring back that bias supply tire, make these drivers get back up on that steering wheel. That'd help. You
12: have
5: a bunch, wouldn't it? Yes, it would. Don't get me wrong, M radio tires, I mean, I like them and everything, but they don't ever, hardly ever change. But if you was to bring that bias ply tire back out there, boy, that's whenever you drivers used to have to hustle that race car a little bit. Well, the, the thing one, The thing was, they could go around the racetrack and they could slide the
3: tire. I can remember a time, and, and I know Jerry remembers this. Uh, I think it was one of the first tests we ever went with Brett Bodine went down to Atlanta, yep, and we had to buy a supply tires, and we didn't there was nobody down there uh Daddy didn't go, Jerry didn't go uh most them all it was was me and Bill and Doug and the driver, and they were down there testing the radios. And Brett dropped off the truck that's running like Jack the Bear. We took the SARS motor we had. It was W21 or something that stuck in it to test. And it run good. And we run a heck of a lot faster than the rest of them. And I said, well, asked Brett, would it be okay if they bolted on some radials? I said that We haven't run over 33, under 3340 with Walter and Rudd and others testing these things. But y'all's cars are fast. Would would try? Said, well, <laughs> if Brett'll drive it, that's fine. Well, Brett goes out, and makes a couple of laps, and runs about six tenths of a qu- second quicker first time by than they had run. And uh, pulled in the pits. told them Goodyear engineers, they were happy and all this stuff. And Brett was taking his helmet and gloves off. He said, "You can't be serious." that you're going to try to run something like this. you will get somebody hurt with something like this. But uh, the, the radio tire proved out to be good in a lot of ways. Wasn't good for banjo and rear-seer technology, but it, it a lot of things.
5: Well, Jerry, uh, I remember, you probably don't even remember me, but I used to work down there at that hood station on Asheville Highway, and your daddy had the gray coupe that come in down there. Right. And I want to know if you still got that thing.
12: It's now red.
5: It is now red. Yep,
12: we still got
5: it. You still got it. Boy, that thing sounded good whenever it came in down there. Yep, still got it. Yep.
2: Sure, uh, we'll do. Well sure. Here tell us a little bit about Mason's Hot Rods. Yeah, that's what we know.
12: Well, we uh, we just made the front cover of the uh, Truckers Magazine that we got... Uh, one truck of the year out of 600 trucks it's got uh 1,250 horsepower they're gonna run it in atlanta on that uh airport strip and uh it's in a 50 ford f-100 but it's it's a 50 ford f-1000 on the side of it (laughs) and it's uh it's really bad we carried it test drove the other day and it's it's breaking tires loose at 80 miles an hour
3: that's pretty wicked so I don't know where I'd want to ride in or not. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think me either one want to ride in, Jerry. But to be honest with you. This guy's got it. He's uh he's been enthused over, it, so we could put in one more tune in and he can take it home with him. Yep. But. Yep, good deal. Well Jerry, uh, you know, you, you you helped Bud a long time and we done me and you done some wonderful things. I mean I like to think we did. I don't know how much thanks we got, but uh, we've done some wonderful things. We've put together cylinder heads and poured them and done stuff for Bobby Allison and Baker and Earnhardt. Earnhardt and all these other people. And there's a lot of time went into that stuff.
12: I mean, there the, the really was. But you got to think one thing. That's back when racing was racing.
3: Oh, yeah, that was back when you didn't have a robot to pour the
12: cylinder heads. I heard I heard Bud Moore say more than one time, "Who's ever heard heard of restricting a race car?" And that <laughs> makes good sense. I've always
2: wondered why we let him get away with that.
12: <laughs> well, it wasn't on Bud's behalf because I'm going to tell you something. The man would tell him what he thought, and if they didn't like it, they didn't have to listen. Yep. Yeah. That's one thing you could say about Bud Moore. He 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 stood for what he he stood his ground. Yep.
3: Yeah. yeah, he did, and. But I get to to death about the story where we got down to a and they went to the back car and we already know it's going to be a few, few mile an hour slower uh, than the car that had won that took two previous races which is a fastback. Well, sure enough, it was two or three mile an hour slower. All this arguing and uh, Baker and Daddy and Morse Cody, I can picture it right now and we all done, had, had a few drinks sitting in the Motor room told Daryl and Jerry and him go run the motor up. He said, What did it pull? 76 units. Oh, you ain't figuring it right. I'll call you back in 30 minutes. Run it again. 76 units. <laughs> <laughs> this went on about four times. And he finally said, And this was an S25 motor that had a high nickel block. And it never did show really big numbers. But they had a good cooling system to it. And then he said, tell Mason to put that put that thing on the truck, that sick SOB on the truck, and tell Mason I want it down here at seven o'clock in the morning. So we got to the garage gate and it was just like everybody was waiting on Jaws to come in or something. <laughs> da, 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 da. And we bolted that motor in and he went out there and practiced. He said, Where have y'all been hiding that thing? He said, well, I, I don't know. So this happened to work good. <laughs> and they dropped the green flag, and they never saw us again for the most part. We let, We won. It was the fastest 500-mile race of all time, and we led most of the race. But it uh, it never showed no horsepower, but something made it run. Yeah,
12: when, and that's when motors matter too, did yeah.
2: Well, Jay, tell us when and how did you get involved in working with Bud?
12: I, was, I, had a, I had a Shelby Mustang, and I needed a set of wheels for it. The man told me, if you go to that Bud, he's got two sets of those wheels down there. And I was working Henderson and Miller at that time, and they was doing engines and everything up there. So they was fixing the clothes. Well, I built me a, I built me a shop over here on Fire Forest Road, and I was going to open me a shop up. And I went down to Buds, and he said, "I'll save them wheels, but the only way I'm going to save them wheels, or I'll give them to you. But you got to have you got to help me, because I ain't got no head man no more, and I need I need some people to run up, get get my heads going back." He said, if "You work for me just for a while, and and, and then I'll give you the wheels." That's how I got the job, and I and <laughs> I, been, I stayed down a, over twenty years.
2: Yeah, that, that turned out pretty good. That was that, a that, that was a good set of wheels. Good.
12: But. Uh,
3: I had a. I thought. I, I think a lot of bloodborne still do. Yeah, and he, we think a lot of Jerry Mason. I tell you, Jerry, Jerry done a lot of good things for us. I can't n- remember all the hours that me and him spent on a dyno and us running things, changing the manifold, changing the ignition curve, changing headers, doing this, this hour after hour after hour. But we usually come up with something that worked pretty doggone good. It it usually got the, 90% of the time, it it, it got the job done. But, uh, you know, as time went on, Jerry was a very big instrumental factor in today's The Thunder movie. And I remember he started getting so many phone calls from Hollywood. And I told him, I said, Jerry, I I said, I can't hire another secretary now or whatever <laughs> but but anyway it didn't mind it, it was all for the good of everybody and uh, that's still to this day uh, of one of the best racing movies that they've
12: ever done and Jerry had a big part in it yeah, I built all the cars in it except for the two that Hendrix run on the race. I always tell everybody, he got the credit, but I got the check, so that's really all that (laughs)
2: matters. Well, Jerry, what did you think when you first got the call that they wanted you to build these movies, for these cars for a a movie?
12: You know, I didn't really get a call. They came to my house and I was down at the garage greasy, dirty, was putting a motor in a car and he said, are you Jerry Mason that worked at Bud Moores? I said, yes, sir. He said, well, I need need you to come on for the we're going to do a movie, and I need to send you to Daytona for several weeks. I said, well, okay, I ain't doing that much right now. <laughs> so I did, and we started out. They was going to rent race cars. I said, I said, y'all going about this thing the wrong way. We need to be buying the race cars and, and fixing the crate motors and go in them. He said, you think that'll work better? Well, anyway, they gave me an open checkbook, and I bought... I bought uh, about forty something race cars. We bought all the sheet uh, metal and everything to redo them. We bought twenty Chevrolet motors and we bought 24 crate motors. We went to putting all these motors and all these cars, and th- that's how we started building it. And, and Tom Cruise, he was driving the Bud Moore Thunderbird. I got in Bud, and I had to take him out because he was driving faster, and they wanted him to drive.
6: That's <laughs> right. Uh,
12: but now Tom could drive a car pretty good. He wasn't no slouch, but uh, he—he—they said, "You get that
6: man out of that car." So we so we took him <laughs> out of Thunderbird and we put him in the in the Chevrolet with a crate motor in it. And
12: that slowed him down a bunch.
3: Yeah, but, I, I, I bet I bet it did. The two
12: Thunderbirds I had from buds. They was racing engines in them, and uh, they really run good. And everybody wanted to drive them, so we finally had to slow them down.
3: Well, one thing that Jerry had done was, was smart about it. Like I say, you had to have a field of cars out there running. Yep. And, you know, if you got five or 600 horsepower and you run them at 160 or whatever, you, you can make it look pretty doggone good. But uh, Jerry got to come come back to the shop and bought two of our Thunderbirds and about three engines. Well, yep. Jerry knew because he helped build the engines that the engines wasn't going to blow up. Yeah. And the cars wasn't going to get nobody hurt. So they'd done that, but they still had to... That had to be, Jerry, that had to be a pretty tough job assembling all that stuff to... Remember they, had, they put dynamite or something under it to make the... Oh, yeah, what? we put
12: dynamite in to blow them up and flip them. And you and, uh, oil the, the tires where you wanted to spin... Because we, they based that thing on about a hundred miles an hour to keep, uh, you know, somebody getting hurt. But uh, on the cars, on the cars that was uh, going to get blown up, they was they was used on a cable and a truck. They'd pull the cable and shoot the car out into the, to the uh, air, and then shoot that bomb. They'd blow it, flip it up, and roll it five or six times. So, actually, there wasn't no drivers in none of the cars that really got
3: tore up bad. Now, there was some stunt drivers that did, was in the cars when they wrecked, but luckily they didn't have no trouble at them. Nobody got hurt. Now, that was a good deal that they restricted the the, the speed. Uh, that was a good deal because they always speed it up. But anyway, Jerry, we're running out of time. We want to talk to you again.
12: And- well, I'd like to mention one more thing I'd like for for everybody get Ken Miller in their prayers because he ain't doing that good. Yeah, yeah. He we, was a he was a, he was a Ned Jarrett and a Bondy Long guy and, and uh, Dick Hutchison. He was he was a great guy and a great
3: engine man. Certainly was. He, he worked for the Engineering for a limited amount of time. Great engine man, one of the most wonderful people in the world, and our prayers are out to him because he is not doing very good well in health. No, and Jerry, I appreciate you mentioning that. Alrighty. And, uh, so let's we'll pray for him and Jerry. We'll talk, we'll talk at you at a later date.
12: Alrighty.
3: See you.
2: Thank you, buddy. Jerry. Okay, that was Jerry Mason, owner of Mason's Hot Rods and former employee of Bud Moore Engineering. And he had some good stories for us. Oh, yeah. He, he can go on and on about those. Alright. We're up against a, a break, like Greg said, and we'll Listen to these messages from our sponsors, and we'll be back with Nelson
13: Crozier. Trucks, trucks, we, we want, want trucks. If trucks are what you want,
10: Greer Nissan is where you need to be. Nissan Truck Month is on. Trucks, trucks, we, we want, want trucks. Get rock bottom prices and payments on hundreds of new Nissans. Like the Nissan Titan. Drive for two eighty nine dollars a month. Or save up to $10,845 off MSRP. Trucks, trucks, we, we want trucks. Or the Nissan Frontier. Just $21,999. Or drive for two thirty dollars a month. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% for 72 months for the truck you want at the price you need trucks trucks we we want want trucks trucks. hurry to Greer nissan today drive the nissan titan for 289 a month drive the nissan frontier for 230 a month trucks trucks trucks, we we want want trucks trucks. low prices big selection and committed to quality customer service on wade hampton boulevard or online at greernissan.com
14: call 864-479-1197 for more details Why waste your time hand-washing your car when you can get the job done in minutes at Par's Quality Car Wash in Boiling Springs? Experience one of their excellent car washes today. Don't let crumbs, bugs, dirt, and other particles interrupt your car's overall appearance. Other car washes just basically rinse off your car and fail to get off the stuck-on bugs and dirt that takes a little elbow grease to remove. Ask about their car detailing, too. Visit Par's Quality Car Wash, 1929 Boiling Springs Road, and get a quality car wash done by hand. 578-9274.
7: Man, this South Carolina heat is no joke. I don't know how you guys deal with this. Pelican Snowball. What is that? Pelican Snowballs has great snowballs and over 100 flavors that are great summertime treat for the whole family, dude. Try one of their signature snowballs like Shark Attack, Rainbows, or my personal favorite, Pretty Princess. Really? That sounds great. Yeah, man, it's got cotton candy flavor in it. The best part is there's a Pelican Snowball location all over our listening area, so there's a Pelicans near you. Pelican Snowballs bringing you a cup of happiness every time with melt-in-your-mouth snow and a fun, relaxed atmosphere where you will always receive service with a smile
15: throughout your life you've worked hard to accumulate assets to build wealth and to provide for your family you've built a comfortable life full of shared memories and experiences providing and protecting your loved ones is never more critical than when you aren't there to do so while having a will is important It's not the only way. That is why developing an estate plan can be the best thing you will ever do for them. Working with our estate planning experts, Trent Lancaster in the Spartanburg office of Janie Montgomery Scott, can help you to design a customized estate plan that can protect and preserve your assets for the next generation. The sooner you begin, the sooner you can be at ease knowing that your loved ones will be provided for as you intended. Contact Trent today to discuss your estate planning needs by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Janie Montgomery Scott, LLC, member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC
10: trucks trucks we, we want, want trucks. trucks if trucks are what you want greer nissan is where you need to be nissan truck month is on trucks trucks we, we want, want trucks. trucks get rock bottom prices and payments on hundreds of new nissans like the nissan titan drive for 289 a month or save up to 10,845 off msrp trucks trucks we, we want want trucks. trucks or the nissan frontier just 21 999 or drive for 230 a month plus for a limited time get zero percent. Apr for 72 months for the truck you want at the price you need trucks trucks we we want want trucks trucks. hurry to Greer nissan today drive the nissan titan for 289 a month drive the nissan frontier for 230 a month trucks trucks we 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 want want trucks trucks. low prices big selection and committed to quality customer service on wade hampton boulevard or online at greernissan.com call 864-479-1197 for more details
0: Closure is trackside and ready to go. What's going on at
2: this week's big race? Let's go live to Nelson now. Well, good morning, Nelson. It's great to have you back on the air this morning. How are you doing today?
16: Oh, doing pretty good. Uh, guess we got a lot to talk about. Yeah. Uh, number one uh, issue with the uh, truck series.
2: Uh, Yeah, uh, we had a caller this morning asking us about that, and we we were hoping you could give us some inside detail on it.
16: Right. Uh, The mandated engine for the truck series is made by Ilmore, Uh, and uh, I guess there's uh, an exception where the Toyota's could still run theirs if they wanted with the penalty. But other than that, all the trucks run the Ilmore engine. And... uh, you know, uh, a number of the teams that were in uh, championship contention went out with the same engine problem, which was apparently mandated uh, or caused by uh, the software program and the high heat Vegas.
6: You know, so, it,
2: it, did I see that the, the temperature was like 97 degrees last week when they were running?
16: At, at race time, it was 97. That's correct. Uh, and the software program should have. Uh, you know, made a few changes, rushing up the fuel, uh, which, with it hot like as you said, lean it? But in order to make the engine live, you got to it up the fuel. You got to back off the timing, and uh, you know the uh, software program didn't do that, and caused uh, four or five engines, uh, four of which were in championship teams, uh, you know, to blow up.
2: Dang. And uh, several of the owners, I understand, are upset that it's gonna, it's affecting their playoffs.
16: Oh, no question about it. You, uh, I believe it knocked three of the teams uh, out of the playoff.
2: And that's not a good thing.
16: No, I mean, you know, when NASCAR says, this is what you got to run, uh, and then Elmore comes back and says, yep, it was our problem. Uh, you know, there's got to be some adjustment made. They made an adjustment for Jeff Gordon a few years ago uh, after he got knocked out of the race uh, at Martinsville by this chunk of concrete. So, you know.
6: So the precedent's
16: set. The precedent is there.
2: Do you think they will allow these uh, owners to get back into the playoffs?
16: (laughs) Hard to say. Uh, Like you mentioned on the air earlier. Toyota has spent a lot of money uh, in NASCAR. They spent $400 million uh, for what, that Toyota uh, induction uh, uh, complex at Daytona. That carries a lot of weight. Uh, and you know, Toyota's uh, motto uh, is win at any cost. Uh, and, you know, it's the same because when they came in, uh, not to say that they haven't been good for the sport in some ways, mm-hmm. but when they came in, how much are you make it? Okay, we'll give you 30% more if you come with us. And, you know, um, whatever it takes, they've got more money than uh, GM and Ford does, uh, you know, to spend on racing. Right. Uh, I guess that's enough on that. uh, uh We had Joseph Newgarten uh, have his Indy car there and ran the Roval yesterday in Charlotte. Really? Uh, Yeah, 67 seconds around the Roval. uh, And qualifying for the Cup cars uh, was right at 80 seconds.
2: Holy moly. That's scooting.
16: Yeah, and uh, I mean, he wasn't pushing it. That was, you know, a good conservative run.
5: Also in news, Nelson, I see where Jack Roush has made an announcement this week.
16: Yeah, not very popular. Uh, uh, Kevin Harvick, who's going to be represented, uh, re- representing Stenhouse next year uh, after his contract with Spire uh, uh, is up. But uh, he said that the contract was badly written uh, in Jack's favor, and Jack did not handle it very well. Uh, Harvick said when he left uh, RCR, they had meetings, everything was talked about, and spelled out well ahead of time. So a lot of contention there. Uh, had two cars that wrecked uh, yesterday. Uh, you know the 11 car and the 96 car both wrecked and have to go to backup cars. We do have a full field of 40 cars, uh, although the last five didn't take uh, take time.
5: Yep. I also saw her, uh, Michael McDowell. He woke up yesterday morning, was feeling pretty bad, and went to the doctor and had kidney stones.
16: Right. Well. Uh, they were afraid he had appendicitis, and he, when they found out it was a kidney stone, she passed, but uh, he was violently thrown up and a few other problems, but she has cleared the race.
2: Okay, well, that's good. Hey, listen, last week in our picks, we actually had a winner. Alan Hill hmm. picked up a, a, a win on it, so he's, that means he's got one more win than I do this year. <laughs> and...
16: Well- I think one of the cars lost a cylinder, and the 19 car picked it up.
5: <laughs> okay. Uh win's a win, Nelson.
16: That's right. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, he could just walk away from anybody.
2: Yeah. Well, as far as the race this week, who do you have in mind?
16: Hmm. Uh, going to be interesting. I'd, I'd say maybe Joey Logano. Uh, but it's going to be a fight Jimmy Johnson wants to show up good especially since the two teammates are on the front row uh, and you know they could run well but I kind of doubt it. uh of course going to be up there uh, one rumbling is that Clint Boyd is going to be out and uh, you know senhouse is going to take his place but right now that's just a rumor
5: Wow oh yeah I can't see that happening but uh money is money uh
16: if the fast all goes with Stenhouse, you know he can get pretty
5: much whatever variety he wants, yes, he is, and I don't you know that's that's just the way the sport has grown to now, yeah, unless we hadn't
2: heard from Perry yet today, so we don't really know who he wants so I mean uh, Alan and I have said that we we want to pick one for him, so who qualified last oh. Uh-
16: Parker Klingerman is last, but he didn't qualify. But he's in 40th position.
2: Okay, well we'll give we'll give uh, Perry Klingerman.
16: Okay, <laughs> uh, a couple of other uh, interesting things out of the past to note. Uh, you all talk about the first road course. Yes. Uh, what was your comment about the first one?
5: The uh, wreck in the first turn.
16: Uh no, uh the first road course ever.
5: Oh. In NASCAR. Well, uh, I think uh
2: Greg might have mentioned uh one of the California no. Bakersfield, Watkins Glen up here. Yeah, well that was
16: ten years later. The first one was at Lyndhurst, New Jersey in nineteen fifty four.
2: I have no stable. idea.
16: Jaguar won it. Okay. And you know, for years and years, uh, that was a comment. You know
2: that a Jaguar won the uh, won an NASCAR race, and and that's something that, that slipped by my memory. <laughs> okay, and listen, uh, Alan, back to the pigs. We got a couple of minutes left here.
5: Well, I thought I'd just pick last. I'm going to let everybody else pick first since I won last week. So Nelson, who who do you want this week?
16: I'll I'll say the twenty
2: two car, but it's gonna be a toss up Okay, well I'm going off what you were talking about, I'm I'm gonna go out and left field and I'm gonna see if uh Jimmy Johnson can't make a good show in this week. All right, that's
5: well, oh, yeah. again
16: he might find an extra cylinder out there
5: not my <laughs> All right, we got Greg and Greg stepped out for a minute. You wanna give Greg uh twenty one car since uh uh, that sounds good. He
2: he can change it when he comes back in if he wants to.
5: All righty. And then, uh, don't get me wrong, I'm going to take that So I'm going to ride this horse for three straight wins. <laughs> you, well, you might as well.
16: Mm-hmm. And uh, one other unrelated comment. You all were talking about, you know, uh, the engine with low horsepower that uh, you ran so good. The secret's not the, horse, the peak horsepower. It's having a broad torque curve. And for years, that's where Ford had an advantage because their torque curve, especially at places like Atlanta, you know, that thing would pull all the way through the turn and down the straightaway.
2: Okay, and listen, in our last minute, you were talking about how Truex could just pull away from everybody last week. Is there a reason for that or is it just happenstance?
16: Well, probably just happenstance, but, uh, you know, all of the Toyota and Cup engines, uh, or at least all the Gibbs engines come from Toyota Research and Development. They get flown in to Cal- from California for each race. And you know, Toyota spends a lot of time to, uh, you know, look at the rules and see where we can squeeze a little extra horsepower out. And, you know, they've got the extra money to do it. So it all comes back to the books. That's a number of bands of Matthews, where money buys speed.
2: That's the truth. Listen, we've been talking to Nelson Crozier. He's the insider that we have in NASCAR, and he can tell us about anything that he knows going on, and, and he knows a lot. Nelson, we'll talk to you next week.
16: Okay, sounds good. Have a good weekend, and welcome to fall.
2: Thank you, too. We'll be back
16: we're now on fm
0: hear all of our programming at 98 3 fox sports 1400 wspg
13: spartanburg
14: Trucks!
10: Trucks we, trucks! we want trucks! If trucks are what you want, Greer Nissan is where you need to be. Nissan Truck Month is on! Trucks! Trucks! We, we want trucks. trucks! Get rock bottom prices and payments on hundreds of new Nissans. Like the Nissan Titan. Drive for two eighty nine dollars a month or save up to $10,845 off MSRP. Trucks! Trucks! We, we want trucks. trucks! Or the Nissan Frontier. Just $21,999. Or drive for $2.30 a month. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% APR for 72 months. For the truck you want at the price you need. Trucks, trucks, we we want want trucks. trucks. Hurry to Greer Nissan today. Drive the Nissan Titan for two eighty nine dollars a month. Drive the Nissan Frontier for two thirty dollars a month. Trucks, 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 we we want want trucks. trucks. Low prices, big selection, and committed to quality customer service. On Wade Hampton Boulevard or online at greernissan.com. Call 864-479-1197 for more details.
15: Throughout your life, you've worked hard to accumulate assets, to build wealth, and to provide for your family. You've built a comfortable life full of shared memories and experiences. Providing and protecting your loved ones is never more critical than when you aren't there to do so. While having a will is important, it's not the only way. That is why developing an estate plan can be the best thing you will ever do for them. Working with our estate planning experts, Trent Lancaster and the Spartanburg office of Janie Montgomery Scott, can help you to Design a customized estate plan that can protect and preserve your assets for the next generation. The sooner you begin, the sooner you can be at ease knowing that your loved ones will be provided for as you intended. Contact Trent today to discuss your estate planning needs by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Janie Montgomery Scott, LLC, member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC.
11: F45 Training, the world's fastest growing fitness network has now made its way to Rova. This new fitness studio brings a new style of training to the area and is open to all fitness levels. F45 Training is a global fitness training community specializing in group workouts which are fast, fun, and proven to get rapid results. F45 offers members an unlimited array of training programs designed to unify the muscle groups and make you look, move, and perform better in all aspects of your life. Find them on Facebook or Instagram and sign up for your free week now at 45 Functional Fitness Training, located at 4795 South Church Street in Rova, or call at
0: 864-810-4528. Live from the Beacon Drive-In Studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina.
11: Gentlemen, start your ringtone
5: well, Perry's not here, but Alan is, so uh, welcome back to the last hour here. We yeah, For those of Perry's been going the
2: last two weeks to uh, shows with with Greg, and this week he's doing the daddy duty at the University of South Carolina Parents' Day with his his daughter.
5: So you know whenever they get back, right? Me and you are going to have to take about a three-week
2: break. Well, actually, I found out this week I'm not going to be here next Friday. I am mean, next Saturday. Oh,
5: okay. Uh-huh.
2: I've, I've got another job I've got to do over at USC Upstate. They're having right. a big cross-country meet.
5: Well, and we we having a big race over at Cherokee Speedway next week. We're going to have the first Mike Duval Memorial race over there. We're going to have to qualify again on Friday night. We're going to have to race again on Saturday night over at Cherokee Speedway. Ronnie, what did you say? What You ain't going to be here next week? I'm not going to be here next Saturday. I've, I've already
2: let uh, Perry know. So he knows he's going to come back to the board next Saturday. Well, and, it, but I will be back the, the second yeah, Saturday. You, you in just October. not let me and Alan know, you know, but well, still, that's okay, I, I guess. I didn't find out till yesterday. Anyway, or the that's day fine. before yesterday.
5: But uh, anyway, last week uh, we had some real good racing, local racing around here. Uh, Carolina last weekend, they had their big street stock race, paid $10,000 to win, and. Uh, Josh Langley, he uh, led every lap up there at Carolina Speedway, but when he come to the scales, he was four pounds light. Uh-oh. That's bad. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. That's bad. Uh, so that give uh, that give the win to Bubba Sutton, who was ranked second. So you just might as well just sit there and say, well, I just handed that man $10,000. Mm. That was a hard pill to swallow. But uh, second place was Brandon Dockery. Third place was Chris Mercer. And the Extreme 4 Division up there, David Langley, Josh Gibson, Mark White, Lightning Late Models, Mike Huey led every lap up there, went second place, went to Timbo Magnum. Uh, Thunder Bombers, Jonathan Henson won the race up there. Pebo Johnson was second. Michael Outlaws was third. Uh, Going to get back over here to Traverse Rest Speedway last night. We uh, qualified over there for the Robert Bradley Memorial Race. Uh, Limited Sportsman, Bradley Weaver sitting on the pole in that 18 car. Danny Tasner sitting on the outside pole. Great Sportsman, Renegade combined. We got Marco Barbary on the pole with Wally Fowler on the outside pole. Thunder Bomber, we got Steve Green and Chris Jackson on the front row. Pure Stock, Milky Brock and Danny Sexton. Extreme Four, Chris Williams, Chris Coggins. Young Guns, Jake Johnson, Brayton Lyon. Was on the front row. These boys was locked in on the front row for the night. Uh, the rest of the boys had to run five lap heat races. But since we was locked in, we loaded our race car up and we come on to the house. I kind of walked in about eleven, about eleven thirty last night. I was asleep then. Well, I was, uh, that was about the time I got home from the football game. Well, I, I kind of took my shower and went to bed right fast. Kind of got up this morning. We unloaded the car the first thing this morning. Got her off. Got her washed. Got her back in on the scales. Uh, since uh, Travis Rest is having this big race tonight over there, uh, there'll be no racing tonight at Cherokee Speedway, and there's no racing tonight at Harris Speedway. So now we're going to move on to next week. Next week, we're going to have the first Inaugural Mike Duval Memorial Race. On Friday night we got the World of Outlaws gonna come in. It's gonna be ten thousand dollars to win. This is a one day show for the World of Outlaws, but it's a two-day show for the six oh four Late Models, which will be paying five thousand to win, limited Sportsman three thousand dollars to win, Crate Sportsman three thousand dollars to win, and Thunderbomber three thousand and renegade three thousand. If everybody starts adding all that up, boy. He, he's, that's a lot of $3,000, That's a lot of 3000 That's <laughs> just for first place. Now, he's still got to pay back through the field. So, I kind of hope everybody we're getting down here to the end of the season. Everybody's kind of cooling off a little bit. It's not so hot. Everybody get out here and support these local racetracks. Uh, kind of like Ernie Smith was talking about a little while ago, uh, Shadyside Drag Strip going to have a big race coming up up there at Side. so if we don't get out here and support these racetracks, they will eventually be like Spartanburg Fairgrounds closed down. Also over there, next Friday night, there will be shirts available. Everybody likes these shirts, uh, especially this is going to be the first annual Mount Duval Memorial race, so shirts will be available at the Souvenir Trailers, along with the shirts from all your uh, local World of Outlaws, like Chris Madden, Scott Bloomquist, all of them will have their souvenir trailers over there. So, uh, be a good deal. Sounds like a good deal. All right, and listen, right now, though, before we get more of the local stuff,
2: we've got a call from the West Coast. So, we, we really appreciate Ed Stevens, another former employee with Bud Moore. Engineering, A very key employee. Getting up real early and talk to us this morning. Yeah, it's early for him. Ed, how are you doing today? Just fine, just
17: fine. Yeah, but don't worry. I was up having, going to a car show early this morning.
2: So. <laughs> okay, that's great. Is no, that's, it's a
17: yeah. yeah. Uh up going to car show.
2: Yeah. But man, I'm just uh, real glad to be able to
17: talk to y'all, and... Uh, Kind of talk about Trans Am racing and the experiences that I had with Bud and uh, along with NASCAR. So ask questions and uh, be glad to answer them if I can.
2: (laughs) Well, from what I I understand, you were kind of Bud's West Coast guy.
17: Yes, sir. Because when the boys came out uh, to the West Coast, uh, I was there uh, ready to help them in any any way I could. You know, I helped on the pit crew. I was catching catching the gas and whatever needed to be done that uh, they couldn't get done at the same time. I was uh, helping Bud out and the guys. and uh, It was really uh, a lot of fun and a great experience for the years that I've worked with them.
3: Yeah. It, uh, I'm trying to re- refresh my memory. Uh, you come to work for Bud and Ford and everything, I think, in early 69. Is that not correct? Yeah, I I
17: got there in, uh, May of, uh, 69, uh, that I was hired with, with Bud. It was, uh, if I may share with that is, uh, it was kind of an interesting story is the fact that, uh, with the help of, uh, old NASCAR driver Jack Smith that, uh, helped me to get a hold of Bud and to talk to Bud. Uh, about getting hired and everything. And uh, without Jack Smith's help, I probably uh, wouldn't have been able to, to work for Bud. But uh, as things worked out, I, I worked there and I got a chance to start out in the engine, compar- in the engine department. And uh, uh, the rest is history, as they say.
3: Yeah, I tell you, Ed done a heck of a job. And he did come in on the engine part of the deal. And believe it or not, You know, with Bud Moore Engineering, you would think but you'd have a lot of college-educated people, this, that, and whatever. But Ed Stevens was the first person that ever come to work for Bud Moore Engineering that had four years college education. And Daddy always put a lot of stock in that because of the discipline it takes to go through college, just like it does the Marines or Army or anything else. And, uh, Ed brought the table technology, uh, common sense, let's put it this way. He knew how to work a slide ruler. So, so he, he, he brought a lot to the table and, uh, he got to see a lot of things and, uh, be involved in, you know, a lot of, a lot of different things, maybe some cuss fights between Bud and Palmer or whatever, but. Uh, but Ed, give us a little idea of what it was like, like in '69 and '70. You had, you had Cap, and you had Buck and you had all these great people and everything. But just what was it like? Well, it was
17: uh, one thing about with Bud and the thing that uh, I realized. I realized more <laughs> later in life than in the than in the uh, than in the actual fray of it. But it was. It was still you still had a family a family feel, uh in that, you know, there were times where we had a, we had a barbecue out in the back, you had a big old barbecue and we'd have a barbecue and ribs and, oh, we had and all park, that stuff.
3: And pork t- pork tenderloins with the rib stuff and everything. That was good.
17: Yeah. But it was uh, you know, everybody had a task, they knew what to do there and uh as you say I was the educated one and they they were kind of nervous on me and and I just tried to try to fit in as I you know I'm a normal person you know I put my pant legs in my pants one leg at a time and uh it's still you know they they were a little bit you know nervous about it but uh as time went on and I ingratiated myself to them they they realized I'm a normal person and they just to, you know have a little more education, but man, they taught me a lot in there. Ducky, uh, man, he was a hoot, and uh, Buck Sewell, I, I watched him. <laughs> yeah, the heathen, I'm the heathen. And old Buck, he'd come in in the morning and he'd have the shakes. And one of the things that I would do, would, would do is I'd help Buck, I'd hold the headers because they were stainless steel, and he would heliarch them. And he was an amazing welder because he'd have the shakes and he'd have this the one part of the 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 sticker he would he would have that the torch kinda he's shaking with the torch and then he'd have the feet of the stainless steel and between the shaking and the feet and he would lay a perfect bead onto the onto the headers. And but I, I was always amazed. He he uh, <laughs> He was
3: a character. Yeah, but you know, we had there were there were a lot of other you know. Buck was a mechanic and a welder, and like Double D says, uh, I mean Ed says, uh, he'd come in his hands shaking and everything, but he'd lay the prettiest bead. And when it got time to get the job done, would it be change the tire, which he did. He actually won a pit crew championship with Cotton Owens. Uh, but he could get the job done, no doubt about it. And he also he was good for morale, But When it come, come down to running, he got real serious.
2: Yeah. Okay. Now, Ed was yeah. was working with Bud. Your first foray into racing?
17: Yeah, that was my 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 first official professional foray in there. Uh, and I was really ex- the one thing that I was really excited was the fact that he was going to be in. Uh, The Trans Am racing and road racing, as much as I like NASCAR and everything else, uh, I I like the road racing only because you had to shift gears and you had to turn both left and right. And, uh, that was really exciting, uh, to get involved, you know, to get involved in the race, racing and everything. And, uh, it was, uh, it was really something else to work with Bud because I've never. Uh, that was the first time I really worked with somebody uh, that was just very straightforward. Man, your dad was. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's all of <laughs> all of his military training. Man, he scared me. <laughs> one thing hey, about, anything,
3: is he. Go ahead. One thing about it, uh, when 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 Bud was around, you knew who was in charge. There was no doubt about that. Right or wrong, which he was right about 90% of the time. No kidding. (laughs) But, uh, you you knew who was in charge, and that, in a lot of ways, that helped more than it hurt. Because at least we had, we had a game plan and a direction, and and it showed up with our results. Uh, it was just, it was just incredible. Uh, Ed, if you can remember, we had that situation where the the Goodyear's uh they was running Penske with food with Goodyear's and uh, we had to run the Firestone because the association went forward in Firestone and they kind of dropped the ball on us pretty bad in 69 but they stepped up the plate and the rest is history. But um, tell us a little bit about I know you had to be out there when Farmer broke the wheel. Yeah, out there at Riverside. Yeah.
17: Well, we were leading the race. You know, it was kind of interesting, just a, a, a little bit, is the fact that uh, Ford was really still wanted to win the last race of the of the thing. The Mission Bell 250 was the last race. In fact, they we had a third car there, and Al Unser was the was the driver of that so we had we had three cars in there at that time and uh, so there we were as per usual we were leading the race and everything and uh, we would already broken one wheel up in uh, Washington and with George and then we got there and everything was going fine and so all of a sudden we're, we're, we're at the end of pit row the very end where it comes in we had our all of our gear and our uh, 55-gallon drum up in a tower and aircraft hose and all that stuff, just ready plus 55 gallons of gas around, just like everybody else did, and just had the pit wall that was only, oh, about two and a half feet high. And uh, George comes around the corner and turn 9, man, and he's, he's coming out of there, and he comes, and all of a sudden... Bam! He hits the the outside wall. and He ricochets off, and he's coming right at us at, at over a hundred miles an hour. And, and the, when the wheel's off, and I'm going, I don't think he's going to stop right here. He's going to turn because he was coming right straight at us. So I so I started going up the up the pit road because I figured it was just going to be one big giant fireball. And so as, as fate would have it, his wife was running up the pit road at the same time I was, and I was pushing her up the pit road and looking back, and all of a sudden, boom! And he hit that wall, and that car went up and down, and uh, and I grabbed Glenna's hand, and I dragged her back as he come in there, and George, he, there's smoke and everything coming around, and George jumps out of the car, and he kicks the car, and... He was furious, and I'm going, man. Though I have to admit that wall stopped him, and I, I go, wow. And it took years later when we were looking at the wall. I mean, there's this big chunk out of the out of the wall, and it it, it and they kept it that way. The rest of racing history was Riverside, and uh, man, and I talked to old Kenny there, Red Myler, and he said, yeah, I. I uh, I saw him coming and I had the hose out on the other side of the, out of the, on the pit side, on the, uh, on the other side. He's ready to fuel George. He thought he was going to make it. Everybody else was going to be ready to make a tire change. And all of a sudden, Kenny said, I knew he wasn't going to make the turn. So him and that four inch hose full of fuel <laughs> jumped back over the wall. And I think in one one picture, you almost could see Kenny's foot over the dust, because he had just dove right over the wall when that happened. And, uh, man, it was exciting. That, <laughs> the most important thing is that the wall held up, or yeah. it would have been a catastrophe. But that was anyway.
3: a very precarious situation for uh, Bud Moore's race team in 1969. Like I say, we had... And you're right, Ed. We had uh, Al Unser in a third car, and um, we were running good. I don't remember. I don't think we won the race. I think Donahue fooled around and won it. Uh, yeah, I don't know how Parnelli did on that. We'd have to go back and look at the. No, he didn't. He didn't. Al just uh, he
17: just he just came in because he, his the car. There was something wrong wrong with it. I don't. I don't know. What it was? But he he parked it, and Parnelli had had some issue with his car for some reason, and I don't. Anyway, George was the the flag bearer for us at that time, but uh, anyway, that that's history. Boy, as we were winning, yeah, and that was the most important thing.
3: Yep, yep, y'all guys were getting the job done. And the amazing thing about the, the Trans-Am racing was how stocked the cars were. The Mustangs, you could tell it was a Mustang. The doors open, even though we shut them back and had a clip in them to hold them They the yeah. bars. The Camaras looked like Camaras. The Javelins looked like Javelins. And the Challengers and Barracudas looked like Chrysler's. And right. they had all these great drivers and all the manufacturers in it. And it was a real competitive, a real competitive series, and it could have been better. But I I don't know, I don't know if it was from lack of uh, the SEC or Seca not publicizing it enough. Or was it just the fact that the factories were getting ready to pull out anyway? I mean, it, 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 uh. In our Am contract, we had 1970. We had one in '69 and '70, and, and, and I, I think that was the last contract. That Ford honored for about 12 or 13 years till we got them back in. So it's kind of a kind of weird deal, but a very successful time for for, for Budborne Engineering and people like uh, Ed Stevens and Ken Miler and my brother and. Uh, Bill Delaney, all the different people that was on the race team. It was a very successful time. But, uh, but Ed, uh, another thing I want to mention is, like I say, as years went on, uh, like we went to Ontario and well, Ed was out there when we debuted the small block motor with Pearson in that yellow car. And any time we went to the West Coast, and you can see all all the pictures where we won uh, Ontario or Riverside or whatever, Ed's always right there with us. Because, um, let's put it this way. We knew he could tighten a boat, and uh, he was cheap help. Yeah, <laughs> he thanks a lot. <laughs> no, no, he just, he, just he, didn't, he didn't get paid a whole lot. But, uh, but he he certainly he certainly helped out on the team even after uh, he was a full time employee and always been a friend of the families and everything and
2: mine and uh, can't thank him enough. Yeah, Ed, we appreciate you coming coming on with us this morning and, and talking to us and it's good to talk to somebody from the West Coast. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, you know, we can get up. We can,
17: yeah, we can get up early in the morning,
2: contrary <laughs> to popular belief. <laughs> <Huh>. <laughs> and let's ha- I hope you have a good time at your car show today. And it was fun talking to you about your days with Bud Moore Engineering, because he is still a big name in Spartanburg. So we, we really appreciate you coming on with us. Not a problem. He's still a big name in my life.
3: Well, um, and I really appreciate it. Ed Stevens still a big name in the Moore's life. So you stay
2: in touch. So you he, bet, Greg. Take care. All right. Thanks you a bet. lot. And that was Ed Stevens, former employee of Budmore Engineering. And he, like, he took time to get up early in California to give us a call this morning. We enjoyed talking to him. We're going to take another break. And when we come back, we will be talking more with Alan Hill. He can finish up with some more of his local stuff. We kind of interrupted that when we uh, started talking to Ed, but we'll get back to, to talking with uh, Alan Hill and Dirt Tracks when we come back. Start your engines. We'll be back after this
0: quick pit stop on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. <laughs>
8: This is the sound a McDonald's bag makes when you grab it. Now that just sounds like a paper bag, but to Nate, it sounds like. Because Nate hooked himself up like
15: a champ. Improved proved you can save the delicious food you crave. Wake up to the freshly prepared McChicken Biscuit or the sweet and savory taste of the new Chicken McGriddles. Just $1.59 each. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot
14: be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Spartanburg has been known as the hub city for decades due to our proximity to rail lines and interstate highways. Upstate Logistics has been part of the hub city transportation scene for over a decade. Upstate Logistics provides businesses with warehousing and transportation services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. And more importantly, we support Spartanburg. Be it high school and college sports or important community projects, Upstate Logistics wants to help move Spartanburg forward. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and Spartanburg moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. Why waste your time hand-washing your car when you can get the job done in minutes at Pars Quality Car Wash in Boiling Springs? Experience one of their excellent car washes today. Don't let crumbs, bugs, dirt, and other particles interrupt your car's overall appearance. Other car washes just basically rinse off your car and fail to get off the stuck on bugs and dirt that takes a little elbow grease to remove. Ask about their car detailing too. Visit Pars Quality Car Wash, 1929 Boiling Springs Road and get a quality car wash done by hand. 578-9274.
7: Man, this South Carolina heat is no joke. I don't know how you guys deal with this.
14: Pelican Snowball.
7: What is that? Pelican Snowballs has great snowballs and over 100 flavors that are great summertime treat for the whole family, dude. Try one of their signature snowballs like Shark Attack, Rainbow, or my personal favorite, Pretty Princess. Really? That sounds great. Yeah, man, it's got cotton candy flavor in it. The best part is there's a Pelican Snowball location all over our listening area, so there's a Pelicans near you. Pelican Snowballs bringing you a cup of happiness every time with melt-in-your-mouth snow and a fun, relaxed atmosphere where you will always receive service with a smile. When John B. White Sr. opened the Beacon Drive-In in in 1946, he probably couldn't have imagined email, the internet, or heck, even Morgan Square having a fountain. But I'll bet you Mr. White always envisioned the Beacon offering great food and tremendous service. And now, 70 years later, that tradition continues. You can't count on everything, but Spartanburg has always counted on the Beacon Drive-In for 70 years. That's decades of plenty. The Beacon, where the food is offered. good since 1946. Trucks! Trucks! We, we want, want trucks. trucks!
10: If trucks are what you want, Greer Nissan is where you need to be. Nissan Truck Month is on! Trucks! Trucks! We, we want, want trucks. trucks! Get rock bottom prices and payments on hundreds of new Nissans, like the Nissan Titan. Drive for 289 dollars a month, or save up to $10,845 off MSRP. Trucks! Trucks! We, we want, want trucks. trucks! Or the Nissan Frontier. Just $21,999. Or drive for $2.30 a month, plus for a limited time, get zero percent APR for 72 months for the truck you want at the price you need. Trucks, trucks, we, we want trucks. trucks. Hurry to Greer Nissan today. Drive the Nissan Titan for 289 a month. Drive the Nissan Frontier for 230 a month. Trucks, trucks, trucks we, we want, want trucks. trucks. Low prices, big selection, and committed to quality customer service on Wade Hampton Boulevard or online at GreerNissan.com. Call 864-479-1197 for more details. Like staying up a little later than the missus?
8: Maybe you're counting sheep number 98 or even number 3. Well, no worries. We're up late with you. Join me, KB, for Up Late with KB. Weeknights at 11, only on Fox Sports 1400. Now on FM at 98.3.
5: welcome back to Fox Sports Spartanburg. I uh, kind of got reminded last week that I was saying a little something was wrong. But uh, <laughs> I'm going to try to get it right today. Doing great. Uh, thank you all. Uh, touching on a little something about Nelson was talking about a little while ago about the Ford motors and stuff. I noticed where a lot of our World of Outlaw late models, they are starting to change over to some of these uh, Roush Yates motors. They, I see where a couple of them's in this Ford. I asked uh, Barry Wright one time about this uh, Ford motor, and he said that the torque curve on that Ford motor is so much smoother than it is on Chevrolet. So, uh, you know, in these dirt track races where they get out there and where your driver wants, wants to flat foot it and stuff like that, they say that that torque curve gets them up off the corner a whole lot smoother. So, uh, i going to touch on that a little bit, but like Jerry Mason said, I got Since he was talking about it a little while ago, uh, Ken Miller. Ken Miller, he meant a lot to me and my family and stuff like it. Uh, He built a motor for us in 1978. It went to Cherokee Speedway. It won the first $10,000 race over in 1978. Uh, Ken, like I said, he holds a special place in my heart. Uh, Been over there at his shop in Valley Falls right there a lot of times on Friday afternoon. Uh, trying to get my murder together, knowing that if Ken left that shop on Friday afternoon, that you couldn't get him back in that shop on Saturday morning, even though, you know, the race wasn't until Saturday night. Uh, matter of fact, I was over there uh, one time, and uh, it was on Friday afternoon, and uh, back then we didn't have all this technology of texting and mobile phones and stuff like that. He just had an old black telephone. and had a rotary dial over there, and uh, I was there about 2.30, and I said, Ken, I said, can I borrow your phone? For, use your phone. He said, it ain't long distance, is it? <laughs> I said, no. But uh, I called, and I told my, my wife I got now. I told her, I said, honey, I'm going to be just a little bit late. But I said, uh, just as soon as we get this murder done, I'll be on my way. And uh, we were sitting there and putting on one head on one side of the motor, And he kind of looked up at me, and he said, uh what you gonna be late for? I said. Well, I said supposed to be getting married at three o'clock, Ken. But I said we need to get this motor together because I need to race tomorrow night. <laughs> Ken started laughing. He said, "If she is still there whenever you get there, son, you better keep that lady." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, thirty-eight years later, I still got her. <laughs> Sound advice, right? Sound advice. Uh, amazing when a man
3: has the priorities
5: well all in I- order. Oh Ken, like I said,
3: Ken, Ken <laughs> Ken's Ken, a great one.
5: Ken, in his shop, he'd put his motors together. All these boys nowadays got these dynos and stuff like it. Ken Miller did not have a dino in his shop. When it rolled out, it was crank, it was ready to crank up and go. I mean, it, he he didn't he didn't need a dyno. Uh, he had an ear, didn't he? He had an ear and. uh in there one time and my brother he texted me the other day he said uh, we had a driver from up there in shelby north carolina named buddy smith and he started driving over here at Cherokee speedway and uh i'll never forget he got him over there to ken miller's and he asked ken he's gonna pick his motor up one friday afternoon ken's sitting there and he started rolling it out and just so happened i was there cleaned up on my motor a little bit and uh i never forget old Buddy Smith kind of looked at Ken. He said, Ken, what kind of guarantee do I get with this motor? He said, I guarantee it's going to be paid for before it goes out that door. (laughs) 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 But uh, like I said, thoughts and prayers with Ken Miller and his family. Uh, I know Ken about the last 15 years, been down at Lake Greenwood, Uh, just sitting back relaxing and stuff like that. But like I said, just hate, hate to hear all this. Absolutely. Oh. I, I tell you what, why don't we go ahead right
2: now and take our final break of the day. And then when we come back from these announcements, we'll take it to the house. All right. Sounds good.
15: It's easy to jump on the internet and search for financial information. But what happens when you run into conflicting articles and need to separate fact from fiction? That is where Trent Lancaster can help. Trent is an investment professional at Janie Montgomery Scott, located in the Spartanburg office, who will take the time to answer all of your investment questions. He can help you develop a personalized financial planning strategy with the flexibility to adapt to your changing needs. Trent can also help you with estate planning, setting up trusts, income for retirement, and legacy planning for the next generation. Call Trent today for a complimentary portfolio review by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Janie Montgomery Scott, LLC member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC.
7: When John B. White Sr. opened the Beacon Drive-In in in 1946, he probably couldn't have imagined email, the internet, or heck, even Morgan Square having a fountain. But I'll bet you Mr. White always envisioned the Beacon offering great food and tremendous service. And now, 70 years later, that tradition continues. You can't count on everything, but Spartanburg has always counted on the Beacon Drive-In for 70 years. That's decades of plenty. The Beacon, where the food is always good since 1946.
9: Every now and then, we need to get away and relax. And there's no better way than spending time at the lake. Watery Lake RV Park and Marina in Liberty Hill, South Carolina, is the perfect place to decompress. At Watery Lake RV, enjoy full hookups, a bathhouse, bar and grill, and a boat ramp marina with ethanol-free gas. Hookups available on nightly, weekly, or monthly. Watery Lake RV Park and Marina in Liberty Hill, where families get away. Mention Fox Sports 1400 and get 5% off your stay up to 3 days. Call
10: 803-273-3013. Thank you. The cat Trucks, trucks, we, we want, want trucks. trucks. If trucks are what you want, Greer Nissan is where you need to be. Nissan Truck Month is on. Trucks, trucks, we, we want, want trucks. trucks. Get rock bottom prices and payments on hundreds of new Nissans. Like the Nissan Titan. Drive for two eighty nine dollars a month. Or save up to $10,845 off MSRP. Trucks, trucks, we, we want, want trucks. trucks. Or the Nissan Frontier. Just $21,999. Or drive for two thirty dollars a month. Plus, for a limited time, get zero percentage. APR for 72 months for the truck you want at the price you need trucks, trucks, we, we want, want trucks. trucks hurry to Greer Nissan today drive the Nissan Titan for 289 a month, drive the Nissan Frontier for 230 a month, trucks, trucks we, trucks. we, we want, want trucks. trucks, low prices big selection and committed to quality customer service on Wade Hampton Boulevard or online at GreerNissan.com call 864-479-1197 for more details
0: Want to find out what's going on on Fox Sports 1400? Visit our website at Spartenbergsportsradio.com We have everything you need, including the all-important Listen Lively. Find it all at Spartenbergsportsradio.com
2: the last 18 minutes of our show this week.
5: Well, Ronnie, uh, we've had it for about the last two weeks by ourselves. Now yeah. we've got Greg back, which has made our job a little bit easier. Absolutely. Next week, next week we got Perry going to come back. Uh, and, and I'm going to fade out. Okay. Uh, I might fade out with you. We might, we might <laughs>
3: no, whoa, whoa. There's too much fading going around here. You know, I, I faded back in here, and uh, like I say, I thought I had a spot. I know I got this couple of good guests and that you know, they relate to Spartanburg and relate to racing and, and that sort of thing. I sure have missed being here. Uh these trips aren't quite as tiring as going somewhere for three hours and spending a night and hanging around somewhere for twelve hours and driving home. But uh we had some good times. We we got a chance to spread word and Promote the show and promote books and uh, racing, and, and a lot, a lot of it was good. But it was, it was pretty tiring. But I'm gonna tell you what, y'all done a fantastic job. I really want to come out and mention uh, uh, the job that uh, Island Hill's daughter done. Uh, I did get, we did get to hear that over the radio. And she just done a wonderful job, and I hope Alan can talk her into helping us some more. Because uh, as soon as we heard all that, Barry says we got to have her. We got to have her. We got to have her. And uh, I-, I couldn't agree more. But just depending on what she wants to do or, or when she wants to do it.
5: Well, we also got to give a shout out to Lanny McKinney who does our podcast.
2: Absolutely, Lanny does a lot of stuff for us, and he is. Very dependable. Yes, Very good at his job.
5: Also, I'd like to thank old Scotty for listening in. Uh, Scotty up there turning them crankshafts this morning up there at Spartan Crankshaft. He, he keeps us uh, race cars, motors, keeps them going for us and stuff. Appreciate Scotty and all of you listening in for us today. Uh, i like to also thank uh, everybody that listens in. We're getting down to the end of our racing season here. Uh, only got a few races left. Got this big one over here at Travers Rest tonight. Uh, then we're going to go next week. We're going to go over here to Cherokee Speedway for the, like I said a little bit earlier, for the Mount Duval. Then uh, probably going to have about a week off. Then we're going to have uh, a week up at Harris. Harris usually has a big uh, V8 Nationals race up at Harris Speedway. So we'll see. We're going to get a check on them. Make sure they usually have it and this, a lot of times this get right next to Halloween weekend.
3: Yes, yeah, getting close to it, but I tell you what, we can't thank our viewers. Viewers. <laughs> uh, excuse me. They, they're looking at the radio. Uh, uh, yeah, our listeners on the show, and we try to mix this thing in uh, with we got so many good local racers, drag racing, dirt track, uh, different things like that, and uh, sprinkle it in with a little bit of NASCAR stuff and, and kind of keep you up to date on some open-wheel things, but we can't thank the the, the people that listen to this show enough, and uh, we hope we continue doing it, and we try to get it better every year. Uh, now, I don't mean that my voice in commentating is going to get any better, because this about whatever it's got, it's what it is, but uh but uh i I believe we might be able to bring somebody in here every now and, then and and dice it up and say it a little bit better than I can, but I don't want to go nowhere either, but
2: uh can't thank y'all all enough
3: uh well
2: I- we we appreciate that ever that we do have people listening and we appreciate everybody that's listening but guys, we come in here and have fun that's true, and we just- we're glad that you're enjoying us having fun and listen, on uh the race up at the Roval the one thing we didn't do was pick either the first or the second place qualifier William Byron won the poll and in the 24 and in a, uh, Alex Bowman in the 88 qualified second
5: well if anybody watched uh, part of that uh, practice session up there yesterday they was jumping him curves pretty bad you know, getting through there, and uh, some of them cars is coming three and four foot off there, and uh, but they have kind of changed that backstretch stretch, chicane, what they call a chicane, or whatever. Yeah. Which is good, because uh, if you watched it last year, Bubba Wallace, I think he destroyed a car going through there, and then... He uh, did, I remember that now. I think Eric Jones did too, as something about that little deal back on that back straight away, but uh, I seen on there, they said, uh, they asked some of the drivers this week on TV, they said, what do you like about the Roval? And uh, Kevin Harvick just kind of looked at him and said, nothing.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, what I don't understand is, is, and I know the people at Charlotte Motor Speedway uh, were being very creative and I like the thoughts of what they're doing and it puts on a good show. But I don't know who all they consulted on doing this thing because uh, Daytona has had They don't call it Roval. It's the Daytona Road Corps. And they have never had any problem around that place Uh, of all these years. uh, I'm sure they've had some that had to put a a chicane in the backstretch. So those, you know, like your brother's cars and super-duper things that run 300-mile-an-hour don't come by running 300-mile-an-hour. But I never heard of any complaints of the way that deal was laid out. And we ran it and won races on it. And it was, like I say, it was down through the infield. and it's wide, you know. And they, they run 24 hours tone on it, run the uh, uh, what is the, uh, AM, the motorcycle 200. All this stuff. They don't have no problem. I just often wondered who did they consult when they laid the thing out. Because I deliberately I, I saw several things and, and I'm not no expert. well no I am an expert. Uh they <laughs> they made they made a couple of pretty big boo boos in taking uh an old racetrack and turning it into a road course. They just they just should have done things a little more gentle. I don't know if they were not trying to eat up too much of the infield or what they were doing. Their intentions were admirable. Uh, but I think they're going to have a lot of complaints from here on out until they soften. And I'm not saying which particular turn. There's about three of them that they soften stuff up. And then the drivers are go to like it.
5: Well, I noticed something, too, yesterday on them race cars. They had a windshield wiper. So yeah. I, that makes me wonder if Goodyear has got rain tires up there, which were not forecasted for any rain, but... Boy, you got to be ready for it. You got to be ready for it. But I don't know if our drivers would be ready for it in NASCAR.
3: I do know one thing: the first trip we made to uh, Suzuka, Japan, with the '96, and Goodyear supplied all the tires for everybody. But at the same time, they said we had to be out there with a workable windshield wiper because if it rained, we was going to run that race. Because of the airtime they had on TV and the different things they had set aside, so if we'd been at Suzuka, luckily the weather was good, uh, amazingly by the as similar summer it was here in November versus over in Nagoya, in, uh, Japan. But uh, had it rained, the wipers would have come on and them big old shredded rain tires would have been put on in a way that it went. And in my opinion, when you run road courses, you can't do it on ovals. You can't do it on ovals, but on road courses, just like what I always said about a football game, when it rains, you play. When it snows, you play. You play the conditions. And that's a lot that has to do with the sports.
5: Yep. And uh, everybody kind of remembers uh- or was it North Rooksboro where Dale Earnhardt Sr., uh laid outside the race car with a rag wiping his windshield off because uh, he couldn't really see. So uh, they kind of had that on video uh, about four or five weeks ago. And uh, could you see one of our drivers nowadays trying to do that?
3: <laughs> you know, I, I remember that. And, and he couldn't see out of his windshield good. And he just unstrapped himself and had like a, like a brush or a mop or something he got his windshield so he could see They got back in the car buckle back up, it was under caution and away he went what I've often wondered, you know, which, which Earnhardt was amazing about doing a lot of things because he was totally fearless and uh, was from old school you know, but what I've often wondered what would the drivers do now if they were going around Daytona And we know that the right front tire is the most critical tire on the car, usually in all of motorsport, if you go in in circles, uh, if you have trouble with it. And back in the 60s, 64, 65, 63, the driver used to have a little flap he'd pull up and could look at the right front now get this, I mean, had a flap that could pull up and look at the right front, and then they got fancy enough to put a light on it. So shout out, and if you started seeing cord in the tire, that meant you better come in and get a right front tire. Now, if can you imagine telling one of these race drivers now, look, You know, these tires ain't what they're supposed to be. We got you a flap up here now. When you get ready, you just, you'd, look, you'd look down there and and, and and if you start seeing a little white showing up, that's the cord, and you need to come in and get you some tires. I don't know, you know. Cars aren't made like they used to be. Technology's not what it used to be. The sport had to change some. Luckily, it changed safer. But, uh, well, our- I don't know. Uh, football was more interesting without face masks. You know what
5: I'm saying? Yeah. Well, our our technology is, is stepping up because last night, uh, if all our listeners realized, that about what, what, five weeks ago, I, we had Wally Fowler here on the show, and uh, he called back in. He said he'd like to have a copy of the show to be able to listen to and stuff. So uh, last night at Travers Rest Speedway, he come walking down Pitt Road going to the driver's meeting. And uh, Perry didn't give me the, the, that show about a week earlier, and it was on a flash drive. If anybody's seen a flash drive, it's about two inches long, about a half inch wide. And uh, Wally come walking down there, and I told him, I said, hey, I got, I got something for you here, Wally. I handed it to him. He said, what's that? I said, that's the flash drive. I said, that's the flash drive of the show that we're using. I said, you'll be able to listen to it. He said, I can't listen off of this thing. I said, do what? He said, I ain't got nothing to play it. So uh far as Wally's concerned, that that, that's like
3: a high powered earplug or something, you know. Like I'm gonna hear the interview.
5: Yeah, I I told him I said I think the same way. I think he still got an eight-track tape player in that race car. (laughs) You know, David Pearson had a a cigarette lighter. I think Wally got an eight-track tape player.
3: That ain't no bad deal, I love it. (laughs) I like eight-track tape players, and I'm gonna tell you what, the whole time I remember Pearson driving, first thing he said for come drive for you. He said, it better have a cigarette lighter in it. And he always put it in a certain spot where he could get to it. And every team he ever drove for, he had a cigarette lighter. Now, I'm not promoting cigarettes or anything, but uh, they they were a big part of NASCAR. And they supported NASCAR for a long time. And a lot of people smoked them before they were aware of how dangerous they were. But uh, I always thought that was pretty cool when you had a driver. Get out there, and he done it in our car in Trans Am. That's out there, and that's run and just just, just outrun the heck out of all of them. Punch, put a cigarette in the mouth and punch that lighter and light that thing up like they're going on a Sunday drive. That's got to be intimidating your other drivers so bad that he, you know, the man was that good. He was that good.
5: Well, you, you drivers back in the day, whenever they got out of that race car, some of them might lose ten to twelve pounds during the race. And uh, oh yeah, these drivers we got now, they get out, their hair's still dry and everything else, just like. Uh, well, I've been driving down. I've been driving down the interstate here. So, uh, but uh, we know, you know, don't get me wrong. Our drivers today, they, they still are race car drivers now. They, they are? They, they, they oh, get, they still can do it. They, they, they still on, can do they it. It's different it. circumstances. Yep, just different circumstances. Everybody talks about back in the day and stuff like that. Well, one of these days, this racing is going to be back in the day. Yeah. And, I mean, that's uh, part of it. But uh, we're going to... We're fixing to ease out of here, and I'm fixing to go get my car uh, ready to go back to Travers Rest this evening, and uh, we're going to see what we can do over uh, Travers that's, Rest. Uh, that's uh, going to be fun. I'm getting texts in right now where we're going tonight from uh, some of our, our fans that's out there, and uh, they listen to this radio show every week, and uh, uh, they can they can find out where we're going. But like I said, we're getting down to the end of this uh, season, and it uh, been a pretty good season here. We've took a little few t- Few weekends off. Yeah. Now uh, we've got the Xfinity race this
2: afternoon at three thirty. That's on NBC Sports Network. And then tomorrow we've got that's in Charlotte. And tomorrow in Charlotte the the big boys race that comes on NBC at two thirty.
5: Two thirty. They call that the Roval Yep. it's not uh, for somebody who hasn't watched this. This uh, <laughs> this will be an exciting race. I think so. And you know,
2: I've I've told you before, as as much as I love to watch races, my favorites are the road courses. I, I I love seeing our drivers
5: turn left and right. Yep. Everybody uh says that, you know, our road courses, if you look at the front tires, they're gonna have negative camber in both sides of the front tires and that's gonna be for this road course. Uh like I said, everybody has to do a few things different for uh these road courses, is about like we was talking about a little bit earlier. is coming into the, our, our sport. Uh, we're getting a lot of these aftermarket companies that are stepping in. And don't get me wrong, some people say it's bad, but some people say it's good. You know, but it is still racing whenever it gets down to the end of it. You still yeah. got a driver that has to turn that steering wheel. He has to mash that gas. And don't get me wrong, sometimes if that car's not... Not capable of that driver. You see what uh, Kyle Busch has. Kyle Busch, they have shown that Kyle Busch has got a few uh, weak spots in his armor right now because uh, Martin Truex is dominating. And and Kyle has been really angry. Uh, you get a little angry. Whenever you get uh don't get me wrong, I like a driver that gets a little angry. I mean, if you got a driver that just gets out and says, Well, that's that's it for this race. No, that's not it for this race. There's a lot goes on in this race. Mm-hmm. You got to you got you gotta have a little spirited in that driver. And uh we're gonna see if we can't go over here at Travers Rest Speedway tonight and get a little spirited. Uh we fixing to come up to the end of a show. Like I said, we'd like to thank everybody for uh listening. I'm getting I'm getting some, for people that don't realize this out here on Radio Land, uh, I'm still getting some uh, numbers from Ronnie over here, and I'm trying to figure out what he's trying to say. Oh, okay. i got about 30 seconds left,
2: and good luck tonight, Alan. Uh, we want to hear about your race next week, because you can come back in and tell us how you won the race. We've got Xfinity today at 3.30 on NBC Sports Network the Monster Cup race tomorrow at 2.30 on NBC. And next week, we will welcome back our good friend Perry Allen Wood back from his sabbatical.
5: Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, We'll wrap it up here for another show here on Fox Sports Spartanburg. And something I forgot to say earlier,
2: Nelson Crozier is the smartest man I know. Yes, he is. And let's keep it between the fences.